Did you win? I have no idea. It's mine. Good give back. Did he just put it here? Did I say it's about time? I said I, I said you don't you can't buy it. I didn't say I'm not gonna keep it. Let's see. I have no idea what happened. Uh, four, Can I buy it for five dollars? <laughs> he didn't acquire it when you just slapped it down on his. I board. think I did, but he he took it back by force. By force. Yeah. By force. I'm not sure yeah, that's uh, you know, a, that's a sugi and Baba Kama. I thought that's a sign of a gift. No, no by okay. the way, I I, I, I hope this. I hope that's worth your be talking. No, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> it's not. Here. I don't know. I I went in. I was buying on Friday stuff, yeah. and I was I said okay. I I didn't care what the jack was. It could be about five dollars. I don't know. And I just walked in the haches. I had to buy a ticket, so it's just. I mean, yeah, lachas to me, to yourself. You have to know. For sure. All right. everywhere. I'm an equal opportunity to I hear that. See that? That I agree with. That's good. If you're gonna do it, do it everywhere. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's learn here. Let's learn here. We are on page. 121. Yeah. So right now, right now we're in the sugya of Bitochan Lamaisa, specifically when it relates to a person's body, person's, right? We discussed this already now as the third week. We're trying to really get it in slowly. <clears throat> um, you have to do that thing, I guess. Sorry. I don't care. The people at home. So when it comes to a person's Bitochan uh, about his life, so a person has to keep the balance, the balance of believing, trusting in Kaddish Baruch that everything happens is from him and it's always for the best. And at the same time, you have to do your Heshtadlis. Heshtadlis is not secondary. It is part of the Bitochan process. I trust that this is what Hashem wants me to do in a, this given situation. <clears throat> Shmuel and Avi, we know, the Tzadik Shmuel and Avi, lived by this, of course, to the point where he even did his shtadlis when a Kaddish Baruch told him, go and bring the oil, you're going to be Mamlech, a new king. Shaul was alive but lost the kingdom. And Shmuel and Avi was told by a Kaddish Baruch to go and, and be Mamlech, somebody from the house of Yishai, we know ultimately, of course, David, Hamelech. <clears throat> Shmuel was scared. Maybe Shaul's going to hear and come and kill me. So the Chavos of Avos learns from here, that you see, and, 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 Kaddish Baruch was not upset at him. Kaddish Baruch says, oh, you're right, let me give you an alibi. Go bring Karbanos. So we see from here that, that the Chavos Baruch says, <clears throat> that Kaddish Baruch is masking, that although one has to trust in Kaddish Baruch it is inappropriate according to the rules of nature that Kaddish Baruch created, the world of Teva, the world of Ishtadlis, it is inappropriate to put yourself into a, a Sakhanastafashas situation. You can't hide behind Bitochan and say, I'm going to cross the street with my eyes closed. You can't hide, close your eyes and say, I'm going to go and be Mamlech a king when Shaul might come and kill me. And a Kaddish Baruch was masking to that. Versus when it came to Moshe Rabbeinu being told by a Kaddish Baruch, go speak to Paro. And Moshe says, I can't, I'm not a man of words. He had some sort of speech impediment, whatever that may be. It's not clear exactly, but he had some kind of speech issue. And Hashem says, go speak. And Moshe says, I can't. How can I speak? Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu a big musr. Who puts words in a person's mouth anyway? Who, who are you to say you can't speak? Go, and I'll, I'll take care of it. So there you see that Moshe Rabbeinu got big musr. Because he did not trust 
in a Kaddish Baruch The difference being trying to explain is that where it comes to one's personal situation, now this is, this is Tortama Nevu over here, this is not, not every day a Kaddish Baruch comes to us, but uh, when it came to Moshe Rabbeinu being told to act in a certain way, personally, within yourself, there he should have trusted a Kaddish Baruch Whereas by Shmuel, Shmuel wasn't saying, Shmuel wasn't saying, I can't go, of course I can go. But what about the other people? What about the external situations? Right? He was asking, according to the Malbim, he was asking, do you want me to live by Heshtadlis and ask and we need an alibi? Or do you want me to go with Bederach Hanes and just go and not care? And the Kaddish Baruch Hu said, no, the proper way is to go Bederach Heshtadlis. And it's totally wrong for Moshe to uh, rely on a miracle that God's going to do something Malam and Ateva that he normally wouldn't do with it. It was not wrong. He should have. And he was, because he had a Nevuah, which Nevu is Lamayla Manateva, Moshe Rabbeinu should have understood that in his situation, if Hashem says to go speak, go speak. Do what you're told. Again, these are Nevuahs, it's a little bit different with our life where it's not as clear. The speech from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and okay, fine. Let's continue 121. So let's just read in the middle, just get basically what we just said. God did not respond to Shmuel's concern by saying the concern was baseless and Shmuel should trust that Hashem would take care of him since everything is in his hands. Instead, Hashem gave him advice as how to go about it in a manner that would not involve danger. Fine. V'im Shmuel, now we're going to finish off, we got caught off last week with the, uh, the lottery, but we, have to, we wanted to finish off. Maybe we'll get back into the lottery a little bit, hope people thought about it a little bit. I mean, I know one person bought a ticket, that was clear to everybody. I want to know what, uh, how, how everybody else fared. He doesn't have to buy enough for everybody? I, it's a good question. Clearly if he loves us. Vim Shmuel, in Tom Tzid Koso, lo heikel hikanas besiba ketana misibus asakana, avol pisha haya nichnas babi mitzas aboris barakesh amar, male karnach hashem and velech, and shlachacha el yishai besalachmi. If Shmuel, despite his complete righteousness, he was a big tzaddik, we know, he was a novi, dedicated to serve a Kodesh Baruch and still he did not act lightly and place his life in even a slight risk of danger, because it wasn't so posh that Shaul would come and kill Shmuel. Shaul and Shmuel were on good terms. They were on very good terms. But Shmuel had to do something that Hashem wanted. So there was a slight risk of danger, but even so, he did not just go walk across the street with his eyes closed, even though it was only one car every few minutes, you know. Even though were he to do so, if he would have gone Ke'ilu blindly, he would have been doing it at the instruction of the Creator, may he be blessed, who said, Hashem told Shmuel, fill your horn with oil and come, I shall send you to Yishai, right? Beis Alachmi, to Beis Lachem. Then, page 122, Kol again, Shmuel was the big tzaddik and still he was careful, Kol Shekain, she yazem miguna mizulosu mibilti mitzah all the more so, would it be considered morally reprehensible for another person to do so, meaning act in a way of danger, even when he says, yeah, but I'm a Baal Bitochan, it would be reprehe- morally reprehensible for another person to do so when he had not been commanded by the Creator himself. Kulshik. Okay? There are two reasons why in Shmuel's case, it arguably would have been appropriate to place his life in danger. First, Shmuel was righteous and deserving of God's miracles. Furthermore, God had explicitly instructed Shmuel to anoint the new king despite the inherent danger. If even in such a case, Shmuel's reluctance to place himself in danger were considered proper, 
All the more so would it be proper for an average person who was not given any instructions from God to avoid placing himself in danger as a result of his bitachon. Until now, the author elaborated on the first possibility that a person who places himself in danger might not be saved from that danger. Now he briefly mentions the second possibility of God's performing a miracle on his behalf and saving him. Right? There's two problems with getting involved in a sakanas nefasha situation. One, Shem might not save you, and you might die. And then you're going to be considered that you committed suicide, and it's clearly very bad. That's what we discussed a few weeks ago. Oh, she'yinatzel be'ezra saboris barach lo, v'yovdu z'chuyosav v'yasid z'charo. Alternatively, it's possible that he will be saved with the help of the Creator. May he be blessed. Yes, miracles do happen. We've seen it time and time again. But he will lose some of his merits. And thereby lose his reward that was due to him for his good deeds. So you're going to lose more in the process. Even if he's saved, even if he is saved, it is not fully a positive occurrence. Because performing a miracle for someone may cause God to deduct from the reward that was due to that person. The author now brings proof for the above concept that a person who places himself in danger risks one of the two aforementioned possibilities. Quotes a Gemara. Clear Gemara. As the rabbis of blessed memory said regarding this matter in the Gemara Shabbos, a person should never place himself in a dangerous situation and say that a miracle will be performed for him. Right? I've been talking. Hashem will, give me, will, will perform a miracle. Don't say that. For perhaps no miracle will be performed for him and he'll die or get damaged or whatever. And even if a miracle is performed for him, then it will be deducted from his merits. It's an open <coughs> Gemara. And he, the Gemara brings a raya. <coughs> the Amr Yaakov Avinu. All of a shalom. Yaakov Avinu is going, right? He's getting ready to battle against Ace of Harasha. And he says, I've become small. Or let's just finish off. The Amr he explains, similarly, we find by our forefather Yaakov, of blessed memory, who said, I have become small from all the kindness that Hashem has bestowed upon me. Which the Targum translates, my merits have been diminished as a result of all the goodness and kindness that you have done to me. So the Gemara is learning out, even if, Hashem does perform miracles for you, He does chesed for you, it could remove your merits. You already answered me once, but why didn't this work for Moshe? I'm not following, because this seems like further proof that he would have put himself in danger, he would have used up his merits, and he should have known. That's the only answer? Hmm? Why? Why? You want to know why Moshe Benu? This didn't apply to him, and the rabbi you just told us was that Stam, that Again, should have known better. What I think is the answer, and I think, is that when Hashem said to Moshe, go speak, Moshe said, I can't speak. I can do a danger. Hashem said, go speak, and Moshe says, God, I can't. So Hashem said back to him, who's the one who allows you to speak anyway? It's me. So just go do what I said to do. It's still a nice. That's fine. But Hashem is the one who makes all the nisim. And Hashem said to him, go speak, which means you will be allowed to speak. Nothing to do with danger. We're gonna, right? It's not about the outside situation. It's about that situation. <clears throat> oh, I think David is asking that if he would have needed for 
him to be a nest to speak. He's and using up his marriage. And therefore he's mar- using up his marriage. All the things that you just explained. Okay, I don't, I don't have to think about it. I don't know. <coughs> the difference is I thought about it the difference <laughs> is when Hashem says let's say in Moshe's case let's say the merits why wouldn't Moshe should say I don't want to lose my merits when Hashem said to him go speak you're not going to lose any merits Hashem told you versus a situation where I'm putting myself into a Sakana situation then you lose your merits but Hashem said go speak okay 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 and what was the language to the other person, to the Navi or whatever, to the other person that you were using as an example. Shmuel Navi? Yeah. What was the lesson there? Go and anoint somebody in Yisha. Shmuel says, I can go, but there is this person who might be on the road who might try to kill me. But I can go. If you want me to go, I'll go. Hashem says, you're right. Let's use an alibi. It's, again, it's very slight. slight. It's very slight and very subtle. We have to be... Okay. So one, one, one question that we have to just ask, because we did mention it earlier, it's important, I think, is that this, this Gemara really should be a question on something we discussed a few weeks ago. Gemara says, don't put yourself in a Sakanas Nafasha situation, because A, you might not live, and even if you do, you're going to lose your Zechuyah, so basically it's not a good idea. What about Esther Malko? What about the Maccabeum? What about, let's say, Nachshem ben Aminadav? Okay, we could... Some might be more questions, some might be less questions, you can answer. But in general, what about the times where people did turn around and put themselves into Sakanas, Nefashas situations? How, did, how are you allowed to do that? It, seems to be, it sounds to be... It's, it's, it's us. Pinchas in that category? Pinchas with what he did? Yeah, uh, Moshe told him to take care of what he's supposed to take care of. Maybe. The Gemara does say that they wanted to kill him. Maybe. I think the difference and it would be good. It would be good that you brought Pinchas up because it'll be it'll help with the answer. Yeah. I think the difference in part is that there was a direct zivui from Hakadosh Baruch Hu that used to do this. Who? By by by, uh, by Shmuel and Navi, and less so by and by Moshe Rabbeinu, by Esther and by Makabim. They did a cheshben. They made a cheshben that this is. I mean, as best as I know. So Mordechai was telling Esther, "You have to go do this," but that's different than being told by Hakadosh Baruch Hu to do this. Um, and by, by the Maccabeum, I don't know that there was any Nebuah that came in, but they went out of Shem So that's Shem. better? It is. Shem told you to do it, yeah. and still we're saying it's inappropriate if it'd be right. in danger. Now when he didn't tell you, it's... No, but, but they didn't, they, they, were, they believed that they simply had to make a Kiddush Hashem, and, and that there was no other way to achieve... Even what, if they died, it's lost. So this is what you mentioned this a few weeks ago. This gets very subtle. Gets very subtle is that when it comes to logical bitachon, logical intellectual bitachon, sharp bitachon, chavos lovos, gives us the rules that we have to follow. There's a rebbe on shalom. He's good. He loves us. He knows more. That whole world, and we have to live within that world. But there can come times where it's not anymore a logical cheshbon. It's coming from a much deeper place coming from the Pneumius Halev, I know this is what we have to do. I know this is what God wants. Ah, you have ten men going against the entire Greek army according to the rules of Bitochen, that's Aser. According to the Gemara, it's Aser. said, they didn't ask the question. If you ask the question, you're already in the world of intellectual Bitochen, and the answer is no, you can't go. They didn't ask. 
And you have to be a big person to do that. Esther did it. Esther, Mordechai told her to go. Mordechai told her to go. And then Mordechai said, do what you have to do. You're right. Just and then she erased. went. What? Well, he did also be erased if you're not. He says, this is what you have to do. So she did it. He said, why did be erased? Dove, what did you say? I think no, he said, he said Mordechai said to her that if, if you don't happen. do this, we're going to win anyway and you're going to get lost because you didn't step up at the time you're supposed to step up. It says, so but so anyway, Esther, Esther, Esther is more similar to Shmuel. I don't want to get into, into all the, the just as a general, as a general. Nachshon, you could say, well, Hashem said the general. The point is that there are times, even within the world, if a person is in the world of Vitachon, there could come certain times where you just know there was what to do. Ah, this guy has a question, this person has a question, this person has a question. You just know that this is, is what I have to do. So there are times, but n- normative halacha, Asr manush. Also, this Shabbat Tachon is normative halacha. It's going with the Gemara, normal. But again, there are certain times. What if you're not dealing with an extreme situation? Hey, what's it? What if you're not dealing with an extreme situation? Yeah. A life or death situation. What if it's, you know, let's say it's a Parnassa type of situation. And you say, well, if I, if I move from here to there, to this city, to that city, whatever, it may be good for my family or for Rufnias, but it may not be good for... But still, you're in the world of logic, which is fine. That's how you're supposed to be. You're, you're, you're handling it. This, right? What does a Kaddish Baruch want? Okay. That's Shabbat that's But there could come a time, I, I guess, where a, a, a job opportunity is offered. And there's a question, where is your family going to go to school? Where are they going to go to... But you just know that this is the job that a Kaddish Baruch wants you to have. You have to be, you have to be holding... Sensitive to, to godliness, you just know this is this is what he wants from me. I can help Claudius. I I can do it, and you just go and you figure out everything afterwards. But again, that's that's one in a million. I just wanted to point it out over here because it can happen, and sometimes in life, and I'm sure every I'm sure everybody experiences it once in a while. There are questions about what your decisions are, but you just know that this is this is the right way to go. You should ask a rabbi, no, a gadol. There are certain people. There are certain people who will never be able to follow that gut. There are certain people who will not be able to follow that gut, even though God's telling them go. They'll say, "I've been trained, and I'm not able to." Well, I ask a rav, and the rav is going to say no. And that's part of your teva. There are certain tevas that a kaddish created that they'll jump at the opportunity when they feel it inside. There's no rules here because everybody has a different teva. But it's not wrong to ask a rav. It's not wrong to ask that. If that's what you feel is appropriate, you feel so strongly about making this jump. When the back here, you said, ah, but I need to ask. Go ask. But he might tell you, don't go. And it might go against everything you're feeling. So. That might be. But that's the, that's the decision, that's the path you wanted to go. I totally understand that. A person who lives more often with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and he lives it, and he lives it, and he lives it. And, and as he's growing, he does ask the Rabbanim. He does ask those he trusts. At a certain point, he matures, right? Your kids ask you a lot of questions when they're younger, but at a certain point, they stop asking you, or they ask you much less, right? Because they know the answer. You already taught them. Or sometimes they know that the parent trusts the child. They can make their own decisions. Mm. So it's the same way with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But you can mature, but 
you, you still want someone else's advice. Great. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying anything about that. Of course you should ask. You could ask a rabbi until 120, and it'll be, it'll be 100% okay. I'm just saying what you're, what you're that saying there are certain times and there are certain people who will feel something deep inside, and they know that they don't have to ask, they could just do it. Even though there's a million questions on them. There might could be him. If they would have gone to the basin, basin would say, no, also you can't. No, but we really want to go. We know we could do it. They'll say, but you're 10 men. This is 600,000 trained. How could you possibly go? It's kind of so If they would have asked the question, they would have gotten that answer. But wasn't it one of the three cardinal things why they did that? I'm not getting into all these details right now, but you understand, again, it's once in a while. But I just want to put that in the system because sometimes a person should go with his gut. I'm not posking when you should. Don't come back to me and saying, but I followed. It's a sensitivity. You have to be following these rules, first of all, and you have to be sensitive to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. If you're just, if you're not connected to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, then, this, then that feeling you might be getting might be coming from Kina, Taiva, Kavod. might be coming from, from a bad place. So you have to be very careful. You might feel, yeah, this is my parnasa because you want to make uh, $10 million. That's, that might not be what God wants. And it's a subtle, subtle Indian. It's very, very subtle. Okay. Maybe too subtle. Maybe I shouldn't have said it. I don't know. But I said it. Okay. I'd say don't try this at home, kids. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay, let's go back there. Page 123. Having finished elaborating on the principle that a person must make all effort in the natural order to preserve his life, the author continues to apply this principle to all other matters as well. Sorry, things are going through my head. Page 124. So he says, Oh, I'm sorry. Take this sheet, I forgot. I wanted to, I wanted to just show you this sheet. Take this sheet I gave you. If I, don't, if I didn't give you one, I'll print out more of them. Closet's locked. So I told you, I told you about the Savior before. Maybe, it could be I did. Lamaisa, he has amazing, amazing charts in the back. Just to... You want the cliff notes. We were talking about cliff notes before the, uh, the Chabura or somebody. Here's a little bit of the cliff notes. So look at this. He says, Parag Dalad here. Bitochon halach lamaisi. See this? <clears throat> so Chelek Aleph. We're in Parag Dalad. Chelek Aleph of this Parag. There's going to be at least... I don't know how he breaks it down. He brings it down to four, I think. No, so there should be seven. Yeah, there's seven Chalakim. We spoke about this many, many weeks ago. Chelek Aleph is Ofen HaBitochon V'Hayishtadus V'Hanesionus. He breaks down the sugi of things that your life is dependent on, into three columns. The Ofen HaBitachon, what your Machshava should be. The Hishtadlis, how you should act. And the Nisyonos, and the tests that will come. He's just going to quote the Chavos Avavos, but he puts it clearly, so it's just very easy to see. And we've already discussed this, but it's Kedai, and to keep this on you. So look on the right side, Be'inyan. What Indian are we referring to here? We're going to just do the first column, first whatever box, or whatever you call it in the Excel spreadsheets. Chayiv umoso, right? A person's life, his death. Chayiv ubrioso, his, 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 his uh, health. Teref mezono v'sipuko, his sustenance. Levusho, his clothing. Vishar yanigufo, anything that has to do with his physical body. 
Ofen habitachon. So the way I like to say this is, this is his machshav. Bitachon, shebe bitachon, is machshav. There's going to be a hishtadlis, shebe bitachon. That's going to be asiya, action. But watch. In the machshav, how should you be thinking, trusting in God? You should have in mind to throw yourself to whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu decrees. Whatever is your current situation, doesn't mean don't do anything, but believe at this moment, we'll keep using that terminology, the first thought is, this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants right now. And I surrender to that Ratzon Hashem. And he has to know before he even starts doing anything, he has to know that even if he does, he does something. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yasem HaKadosh Baruch is still going to do what's best for him. Shem decides. You could buy a lottery ticket, but HaKadosh Baruch is going to decide what is best for him. And no other creation, human being, animal, whatever, ism, nobody can touch this person or do anything to him without the rishus and the decree of a Kaddish Baruch. Unless a Kaddish Baruch decides that this should be the way it happens. That's Bitochem. Download it into your head. And we know that a Kaddish Baruch is good and he loves us and he takes care of us and he knows better than us than anybody else and no one can stop him. Right? Go back to the first prophet. Now, now that we have a situation in hand, whatever the situation is in life, it could be a regular day. It doesn't have to be extreme cases. Life, death, health, going to doctors, going to buy clothing at the store, going to buy food at the supermarket, right? That's what we're speaking about over here. All these situations, we're having food. Now Ishtadlis. Now Ishtadlis is broken up into two. Watch what he does. It's, these are the, basically the words of the Chavos of A person is obligated to do, to toil, to work. He has to do what it, it seems to be is the best in his situation. Asiya, you have to do actions. A person has to go to the store. Even though you believe all the food that comes into this world is from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, even though you believe that everything that you are going to receive is from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, you still have to get up and go to the supermarket to buy the food. Right? <coughs> and whatever you come out with, he says, Vim kolze, yada, yada, you should know, all of that which you try to do, all that is shtadlis, doesn't actually, in the true reality of things, help or hurt you. And a Kaddish Baruch decides everything that's going to happen. You have to just start, you have to just walk on the path. I mean, that's not part of the shtadlis column. That's really back to column one. So that, so part of, no, so a lot happened. When I go, this is a machshava, right? Um, it's a machshava. No, 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 no. Him calls a yedish asibos. So it's a machshava. It's a thought. Ah, Yankee's saying that should be part of bitachon. So the answer is like I've been keep saying a thousand times. In his shtadlis, there's no such thing as his shtadlis without bitachon. Walking to the supermarket with my feet and my hands is the asiya, but at the same time, where's my head always at? Because you can't have a shtadlis without bitachon. If you do, you're not doing, you're not living in the world of shat bitachon. Maybe something else you're doing, I don't know. But I'm, again, everything I say is going according to the Sefer. 
You, you're going to ask me a kasha from another mahalach? Don't ask me, because I don't know. I'm talking about this safer. So when you're doing your shots, when, my, when I have my hands, you go to work, you go to the doctor, I go with my hands, I go with my feet. Your head always has to have, but a Kodesh above the sides, it's from him. The doctor's only shaliach. Whatever happens is from... Whatever I do doesn't really help because anyway, Kaddish Baruch decides. This is, this is how we're supposed to live. Then you stay calm before the situation, during the situation. And now what are the Nisyonos? Right? On one hand, don't be such a big Babi Tachan that you don't go to the doctor or that you say, it's okay, they'll bring me the food without me asking. They know that I'm hungry, they'll bring it to me. I'm a big Babi Tachan. No. You need to get up, right? You can't have an extreme bitachon that's going to lack hishtadlis. And also, kol shekein, you can't put yourself into danger with doing too much or too little, we'll say, hishtadlis, which is in a kind of situation. Bitachon is about living a balanced life with the Bore Olam who's guiding every single move. Latov. In his perspective. Right? This is the program. It's a combination. First thinking, then doing, while you're doing thinking, and even at the end of the day, whatever comes out, this he didn't bring, whatever happens, whatever food you got, some products might not be there, whatever money you made at the end of the day, whatever the doctor says, did it work? At the end of the day, there's a Kaddish Baruch Hazaratzah. And tomorrow you start again. Like a cause, it doesn't mean causes. It means you're doing something. You're trying to. Is there a good? I may have a good, better translation. Sibos and misov. It's a cause and effect. It's 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 usually used as a word cause, and they, they translate it often. A sibo is a cause, and a, what is it? Sibo and misov is an effect. It's it's cause. You're trying to cause something. You're you're putting your energy into this world. Okay. If we always have this in mind, you can really be calm at all moments. You really can be happy at all moments. Right? Why not? There's, you're not there, happy but calm. What? You're not happy but calm. Calm, but the Chavazot said, gets the high of I guess even be happy. Even be happy. You're in God's <clears throat> hands and it's the Tov. It just takes time to surrender your Ratzon to his Ratzon. But that's, that's the program here. Now that's that's going to be, you know, the, a mini program that we're going to use for everything. It's this combination. So page 123, let's go Just as we said regarding life and death, that a person is obligated to be concerned about his life and distance himself from danger, so too we will say regarding a person's obligation to pursue means to remain healthy, it means to obtain food, clothing, shelter, and positive character traits, and to distance those things that stand in the way of their obtainment. My persons were going to have the same situation. First of all, let's get the bitachon shebi bitachon. Let's get the machshava straight. These efforts are necessary despite a person's strong conviction that these means do not help him whatsoever. <laughs> Were it not for the Creator, maybe blessed, 
who decreed such. Your mind has to remember, has to keep, you know, aligned with the fact that whatever I do is a preordained by Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's the best, again, floating through your head at all times. But at the same time that you believe that all of it is for the best, you still have to do. He says, Kasha Yesh Laval Hadam Al Akhrash Osalak Ulanakosa Minakotsam Lazaru Lashkosa Imizdam Dulomayim Vivta Khalabori is Barkla Frosal Shamra Minapagam Vetirba Tivasa Vivarkasabori Vain Roy Lolani Hadam Abliavoda Uzrim Bitchono Agzer Zaborisha Tatsmiya Hadam Abulti Zarasha Kadamlo. For example, a landowner must plow his land, clean it from thorns, sow it and irrigate it if water becomes available to him. Right? You have to put the field in the proper situation that if water comes, right, God decrees, or you might have a hose, if water would come, it would be befitting that this land <coughs> can produce food, whatever it might be, produce. At the same time that he's doing with his hands, where's his head? He must rely on the Creator, may he be blessed to bring <coughs> forth the produce from the ground, to protect it from disasters, to make the produce plentiful, that animals don't come and eat it, that people don't come and steal it. You, have to put, you might have put up a gate, but at the same time, you have to have in your head the trust. And that it be blessed by the Creator. He must not forsake the land without working on it or sowing it, relying on the decree of the Creator that the land will sprout forth vegetation without his previously having sowed it. This is, this is the program going to work. Go to work with your head in Shemaim at all times. Of course, you have to think, work, you know, work dig, whatever thought, work, you know, whatever thoughts you need to think. But before the day, after the day, as sometimes in the middle, align yourself with the bitachon that is off on the boreal. It doesn't cost any money. It's free. Right? Any, is there any, any, any questions? Is this, it's a program. It's very simple. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. The proof's on the pudding, you know? You have to, with, when it comes to belief, it's not a one-time, it's not a one-second thing. Kaddish Baruch made belief in a way that you need, you can only believe in that which you believe. Right, that sounds funny, right? You only believe in that which you believe. How do you prove to yourself that you believe in something? By constantly doing it. That's how you come to believe. How do you believe in yourself? When you look and see, look what I could do. Then you believe in yourself. But if you've never done anything, it's harder than just, I believe I could do it. So when a person continues to do it, continues to do it, he will come to the higher levels of Amun and Bitochan and it will continue to strengthen. Re, what is it? What is it uh, reinvest your dividends? What's the lesson? Redever, you know when they, when they, Oh, that's what it is? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Surprised that I knew that. Right? You have a stock and the money's coming in from the stock. They give you some money. Put it right back into the stock. Just keep... You have a moon Kaddish Baruch provides for you in whatever way he provides. Believe whatever that was that came out, money or not money or health, and you believe that's from him, you put it right back into the system. Right back into the system. That's easy. The trick is to have B'tachon when it's not, you don't have a clear payback. That's the trick. The payback is, oh, the, that's part of the belief. Is that we don't know. Payback's not always money or it's health. Every moment, this is what we have to believe. Every moment is payback. Every moment is tov. If you believe in bitachon, is there a moment in your life that is not tov? In Hashem's perspective? No. No. Has to be tov. Whatever it is. 
When you start to believe that that's tov, you're getting payback every single second. Every second, you're getting payback of tov. And you just put it back into the system. It's not always easy. It doesn't mean life's going to be flowers and it's going to smell nice every single second. It's not. Kodesh Baruch put pain, pain in this world to help us grow also. That's part of growth. You have to tell your kids no sometimes because they need to learn. <clears throat> right? So that's not bad. It's also tov. It's just not what I wanted maybe. So stop wanting it and then you want to be painful. There's a line. I'm not... I'll say it, but you could ask questions. I don't ask questions on it. Just pain there always will be. But love dafker, you have to suffer. Ah, you could say Kodesh Baruch wants you to suffer. I don't... The expression is pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. Okay. It's the same, same, same just. Right? Pain, and that's from a Kodesh Baruch. He, sometimes he's going to cause things. But the, the, the reaction, the reaction to that is your suffering. I, hit me today. I was, look, I was reading a book and a word hit me. I think this is, this is amazing. It could be this is where it came from. We like to talk about, a, there's a big word that we like to talk about it. In, in the shul, in the schabura, what's the word? Achrayas. We love that word. What is, how do you translate achrayas into English? Responsibility or, yeah? Taking responsibility, right? This is amazing. So I'll preface it with something that I once said and David asked me last week so I'm going to say it again. <clears throat> He asks, he says, Hakobi de Shemaim Chutzme Yoshemaim. Right? There's a Maimer Chazal, famous Maimer Chazal. Hakobi de Shemaim, everything's in the hands of heaven, except Yerushemaim. So everybody learns in different ways, but the way that I, I think in this Chabur I once said, and it was, it was deep into it, we were, I think, in Parak Bays, we were really getting into it, and understanding that a Kaddish Baruch who's always guiding our path, every moment, and everything's always for the best. So we retranslate. Hakol de Shemaim means Hakol de Shemaim. There's no exceptions. Hakol. What's not de Shemaim? So what's then the Chutz? What's Chutz mir Shemaim? Now what, what is not in the hands of God? Even though in a certain way, parenthetically, everything's in the hands of God, but what is this Chutz? What is this exception that we are given? Gemara. So business, that's the classic that people learn. Business is de Shemaim. When it comes to Gemara and Davening, Yerushamayim, that's in your hands. No. I mean, there are those who say it, that's their Malach. What's Yerushamayim? What does it mean, Yerushamayim? When do you fear Shamayim? So we know that the word Yerush is also the same letters as Re'iyah. When you see something, you fear it. Now, that could mean you hear a dog and you're scared of it. That's also seeing it. Right? It's when you sense something. When you sense something, then you can fear it. So, Yerushamayim is a sense. It's a vision of some sort. It doesn't mean physically a vision, but it's a vision. Hakobi Deshamayim, everything is Deshamayim. Everything happens because the way, the way God wants it, except for what? The way you see that it's Deshamayim. That's your choice. You have one choice in this world. See that what just happened was a Kaddish Baruch Hu doing it. Ah, uh, you did the Hishtadlis. How did you get to that Ishtadlis? HaKadosh Baruch put me there. There's 8 billion things that happened in my life to get me to this Ishtadlis. How did you get here today? Well, you're an Ish Kodesh and you have a family and, da, 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 and you're born here and you got here and, you, and somehow you ended up here. So you think because you walked from your house to over here, you did it. 
And then you forgot about the 8 billion steps that a Kaddish Baruch did to get you over here. To see how Hashem said that again. Everything's in the hands of Shemayim, except for you seeing that it was Bidei Shemayim. So now... But if you don't see, if you don't see it, it still is, but it's, you're saying... You're not, is, you're not... This is a way to come in upon us, a mindset for you to see. Is that really what it is? Yeah, this is Bitochem, this is it. It's our perspective. Oh, everything's Bidei Shemayim, doesn't matter that whether you see it or you don't see it. It's all Bidei Shemayim. But are you going to see it? That's all you have. Okay. Except for that which you don't see, but that's really on you. It's on you to see. That's Bidei Shemayim. So now how, let's, get, let's finish off. So let's finish off with this. You have to think about it. You have to really think about it. But now we, could, we can work, learn an English word in a deep way. It's Gvalt. So Achrayis is responsibility. What's our responsibility? Chutzmi or Shemayim. Right? Our responsibility is how did we perceive this situation? Responsibility is what? Your ability to respond. That's what a chrais is. That's what responsibility is. How do you respond to the situation? Muskarishim, Kaddish Baruch. More than that, we can deal with that. But the responsibility, how do you respond to any situation? Business, family, spiritual. How do you respond to the impulses coming from the outside or from your brain? To your ability to respond? Chutz Miyashan. It's Kaddish Baruch. There's a safe called Baruch yeah, about anger? Yeah, about anger. Yeah. So in there, he, has, he talks about anger for like 150 pages. <laughs> and then in the last 10 pages, oh, it's all gaiva and cast and this and that's what the root. But he gave an example. He gave a fine example. Somebody's in the Sadiq Kedushan and he's supposed to go drive from the neutral line to the neighbor. He leaves two hours early. Huh? There's a pkak and there's an accident. Somebody hits him, whatever. So he said, the, that's where you learn it out because the Kaddish Bochu is Kulay Tov. You have to know that. Kaddish Baruch when Kaddish Baruch is in charge of everything so as long as you see those, these two things you recognize that you don't know anything you can't do anything and the only thing that you have left in life is how you respond that was that was back then I wish I remembered it but, yeah. I'll tell you and we'll end off with this I don't know if, is there a share is there a share yes, yeah. oh 10 o'clock oh 10 o'clock yeah. no, oh. oh okay so the format <clears throat> so I'll tell you that from Bilvavi, from Bilvavi, which is all about Amuna and really Bitochen, in Bilvavi Aleph, towards the end, he only gives a few examples, and it's about Kas, but all Midos, and I think the Chazan I, <coughs> I forgot who it was, maybe it was Chazan Ish, all Midos can be worked on Prati or Chloe. You can either get a safe on every single Midah and work on every single one, understanding it, and that's amazing, and it is. And I enjoy it myself. It's a very gishmak to understand where the midos come from. But a tikkun kloli of all midos in one shot is if you download emuna and bitachem. What we're saying in the deepest way that every situation is from a kaddish baruch and it's always the best. <laughs> Pick any situation in the world, and, we, and I'll tell you how to how to deal with it with midos because of this. You're stuck in traffic for two hours. Whether you left on time or you didn't even leave on time, imagine you didn't leave on time. No, this guy left on. I know. I'm saying that at least he could say. No, I tried to cut his rope, but imagine the guy who left an hour late. Now he's killing himself. He thinks it's, you, he thinks it's him. Still with the moon and bitachon. But anyway, that's not really our sugya over here. But <clears throat> remember, remember this. Like, think about it. You can't just hear such a line and like, you got it. The responsibility, chutzmi or shavayim, let it, let it soak in and you'll see it'll have a big effect. All right, we'll continue with the next one. Next one.